what are the influencer marketing trends that you need to know for 2023? Why are they important? What should you do? And how might this impact your marketing, both inside and outside influencer marketing? Today, I am going to play the role of fortune teller on this next episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your Your digital digital marketing marketing coach. coach. Helping you grow your business with digital first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Hey, everybody. Neil Schaefer here, your digital marketing coach. Welcome to my podcast. If this is your first listen, I record half of these podcasts solo, like this one, and half of them I interview leading subject matter experts, authors, other podcasters, content creators, and generally people that inspire me in hopes that they'll inspire you all around what I call digital marketing, which is a combination of digital content, influencer, social media marketing, search engine optimization, email marketing, you know, as marketers, there are many hats we need to wear. As business owners, as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of things that we need to understand. And that's why, although this topic sounds very broad to me, all of these things I talk about are interrelated. Case in point, today I'll be talking about influencer marketing. Now, I just got back from a week in London. It was an amazing week at the B2B Social Trailblazer Summit put on by uh, Analytica and Immediate Future. Don't know if you've heard of either of those two companies, but they are very much focused in the B2B marketing, B2B social media, B2B influencer marketing. And it was a, well, it, it was a day of B2B marketing, a lot of B2B influencer marketing. I was truly inspired and I can't wait to share with you my takeaways from that day. Man, I have a pipeline of these takeaway podcast episodes that I need to record because I've yet to get back to you on my presentation at the Digital Marketing World Forum in Santa Clara. I also haven't gotten back to you on Adobe Max yet. So uh, in addition to that, now I have the B2B Social Trailblazer Summit. So in time, I will share uh, everything that I learned at these events with you because I know that my uh, recent podcast episodes on takeaways from Vid Summit, as well as takeaways from Podcast Movement, did do well in the download territory. So I know that you appreciate these on-the-road reports that I give, and I can't wait to share that with you. Okay, well, let's get back to the topic at hand today, which is influencer marketing. Uh, you probably, well, maybe, uh, but if you didn't, no worries. But I, uh, if you didn't know, I am launching my first digital course. It is a cohort course, meaning that it'll be taught live, and all the students and myself will all be in there together. It will be on the Maven platform, if you're familiar with that. But if not, you can go to neilshafer.com slash maven1, M-A-V-E-N, the number one. And that is where I will be teaching you how to create an influencer marketing strategy in one week. The idea was I want to teach you 
and your business influencer marketing, but I also want you to have a specific takeaway and I provide you a specific deliverable, which is a strategy, which I will help you create. But above and beyond that, you're going to learn a ton about not just influencer marketing, but this all this broad digital marketing that I talked about. So I hope you'll check that out. That's neilshafer.com slash maven1. This podcast, though, is not an advert. It is a podcast meant to be educational. So I'd like to get on to today's topic, which are the influencer marketing trends you need to know in 2023. I have actually gone in and picked out 13 different trends that I want to talk about today. So there's a lot to be said about influencer marketing. It is still extremely relevant. In fact, the more you hear people talking about the creator economy, the more that you should understand influencer marketing is relevant. Because the more we value creators, the more we value influencers. Because at the heart of it, most creators either are or become influencers. So, you know, influencer marketing is not a pretty word uh, from a lot of people, but the creator economy for some reason is. If you're interested in my specific view on this, I actually have a podcast episode dedicated to this. You'll have to go back to, it was actually way back, and I'm saying way back on episode number 251. What is the link between the creator economy and content marketing? That was an interview that I had with Joe Polizzi. And even before that, uh, literally almost a year ago, episode number 241, I had an episode on what is the creator economy and what is its relationship to influencer marketing. But every time you hear the creator economy, well, you should be thinking influencer marketing because there is a huge overlap. And in fact, one more recent podcast episode, uh, episode number 289, where I interviewed Digital First member Yash Chavan, uh, who's the founder of a great influencer marketing tool called Saral. That's at getsaral.com, S-A-R-A-L, which means real in Hindi. We all learned that during that podcast episode. We talked all about how to build your brand by collaborating with content creators, i.e. influencers. So when we think creator economy, please think influencer marketing. And that is really a great way to introduce what I'm going to be talking about here. So These are 13 different things that I see that I've been talking about that hopefully through my podcast, you've heard me talk about them before you're already on them. If you're a new listener or you haven't gotten to them, I hope that you will understand these, uh, the importance of these. So number one, and I think most companies have bought into this. If we talk about influencer marketing 1.0, which is just, you know, uh, pay someone a lot of money for vanity metrics. Influence marketing 2.0 is, well, we can go down to nano influencers. We don't have to work with celebrities. I think influence marketing 3.0 is more looking at true collaboration and true long-term influencer partnerships. Why would you find someone that has influence in your community, but you only want to work with them once? Now, I got asked this actually on the panel that I was on at the uh, B2B Social Trailblazer Summit in London last week. And he he literally said, you know, how often should we run these campaigns? How long should these campaigns be? And I literally said, your answer to both of those questions is two words, always on, right? It should be always on. Everything you do in marketing, they're, they're, I mean, if you're doing an advertising campaign, you're limited by budget. I get that. There's an on and off switch. But something like collaborating with influencers and content creators there should not be an on-off switch. It should be long-term. And you might not have the budget to work with them this month or next month, but maybe a few months down the road. But it doesn't mean you still can't keep in touch with them, still get their feedback, still engage with them, et cetera, et cetera. 
So I think the one-off campaign is going away. Influencer marketing as an industry has not matured to get there quite yet, but I hope that you'll understand, and I know the industry has definitely shifted this way since COVID and since publishing The Age of Influence. It is all about long-term relationships, not one-time campaigns as if these influencers are programmable advertising units, which obviously they're not. Okay, number two is authenticity over perfection. And what I mean by this is, you know, COVID has changed a lot of how we consume content. I like to say, and I said it over the last few weeks, we are seeing a changing of the guards. This is one of the key areas that in the past you had these Instagrammable imagery. Uh, It was all about creating this perfect, almost model-like look and feel, a studio look and feel. Well, COVID really threw that away, or I should say we we got sick of seeing it. It wasn't real. And I think platforms like TikTok have really focused on the real and authentic as if someone was in the room talking just to us, which means you don't need to be in a studio. You don't need to be in a perfect environment to yield influence, or you shouldn't expect that of an influencer, right? So just because an influencer looks a little raw It's the authenticity, which is really driving engagement, which is driving followers, which is driving community. And you should lean into that. So it just means when you look at influencers, when you look at that content, remember that. It also means that when you engage with influencers and when you want to collaborate with them, that obviously your brand has your own guidelines, you have your own boundaries, you have your own expectations about your strategy and your influence marketing program in lieu of a campaign, I'll call it a program. But you should try to understand the way the influencer feels. It would be best done. It would be most authentic because invariably that is going to get you the best results. Number three, well, this is a no-brainer. It's all about video content, isn't it? And video content, we think of TikToks. We think of Instagram Reels. You should also think of YouTube Shorts. You should also think of Pinterest Idea Pins. And you should also think of LinkedIn Live, YouTube videos. It's really all about video right now. It doesn't mean you can't work with influencers on other mediums, but you will get your biggest bang for your buck when you think video first. I mean, we've been talking, you know, video next year is going to be the big year for video. I think we don't need to say that anymore because it's already here. Number four, live shopping will emerge as a major influencer marketing campaign type. So live shopping is already on Amazon. Are you working with Amazon influencers if you have a product that is available on Amazon if you're a B2C brand. Uh, We're seeing Pinterest starting to get into live shopping with Pinterest TV. It's only a matter of time till TikTok. It's already been rumored that they are going to get into it as well. So this is definitely for B2C brands, but definitely try to tap into this. Try to see who are the influencers that are already jumping aboard this trend and see how you can collaborate with them as part of everything else you're doing. This is going to relate in many ways to affiliate marketing, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later, which gives them the ROI of doing this uh, in addition to any other compensation you may provide them, but that is going to be a major driver for B2C brands and you should look into it earlier rather than later, in my honest opinion. All right, number five, nano micro influencers will come to the forefront. As my friend Andy Lambert of Adobe Express says, we are in an era of recommended media. It means that It's not about how many followers you have necessarily. It's about how good your content is and the algorithms pushing the content 
regardless of whether you're following that person or not. They're recommending that content to you. TikTok is most famous for this. Instagram would like to do this, but they can only do it within Reels. And YouTube is the same. They Well, they are doing this, I suppose. But uh, YouTube Shorts is, is really all about that. So obviously, if you have a lot of followers, that's great. But I wouldn't shy away from people that don't have a lot of followers if their content's great and they're getting the views, which you can see directly there uh, on TikTok and other platforms. So that's where people that have smaller number of influencers, we already had this trend towards nano influencers that started uh, when I was writing The Age of Influence back in 2019. We've seen just more and more of that over time, and we will continue to see that. Uh, many reasons why you want to work with nano influencers. I have a dedicated blog post to that. We'll try to put in the show notes, but you can go to neilshafer.com slash nano dash or hyphen influencers if you want to read up about, on that. But definitely we're seeing more and more influence marketing activity continue to shift towards the smaller. And in this era of recommended media, it makes more sense than ever to do so. So number six, this is a really interesting one. The growth of influencer marketplaces supported by social networks. It'll be really interesting to see if Elon Musk decides to do this at Twitter. Not that it's relevant anymore, but it is a way that social networks are seen to get a piece of the influencer marketing pie. TikTok was the first social network that I know that started to do this. In other words, there is a TikTok marketplace run by TikTok where you can directly engage with influencers and hire them. Um, YouTube actually bought out a company called FameBit. They bought them out maybe seven years ago. FameBit was a YouTube marketplace that is now owned by YouTube, but I do believe that it is not an enterprise model. They still use that technology to give enterprise clients uh, introductions to uh, to specific uh, YouTube creators. Uh, Instagram is starting to create this sort of a marketplace as well. It is still very, very early in the making, but they are in the process of making it. Now, I talk to companies that run their own influencer marketplaces. They will always say that um, these are always going to be limited in terms of selection. They're going to be limited to the social network at question, um, and they may be a little bit inflexible. And that's why if you really want to work with an influencer that you have no relationship with, you really want to use a third-party influencer marketplace tool. But I do believe if you're a small business just wanting to get started with this, that using a social network supported influencer marketplace like the ones that TikTok has and that Instagram is creating is just an easy way to get your feet wet and start to experiment and collect first party data. Speaking of first party data, number seven trend of influencer marketing for 2023, the increased importance of acquiring first party data for greater influencer marketing ROI. Today, I was on a a recording for an event that is going to be put out by my friends at Influencer Marketing Hub in early December. You should be on the lookout. It's going to be a one-day summit featuring a lot of presentations. I did a, a, a really a one-on-one panel uh, with Camille Kennedy, who is also a, a fractional CMO. She does a lot in influencer marketing. It was a great conversation. But that's where I talked about this concept of first-party data, meaning you don't know how much you need to pay an influencer. You don't know how much influencers are going to charge. You don't know what the conversion rates of working with influencers, how many impressions they get when they talk about your product. You don't know any of this until you actually start working together with them and you have some data. And that's why a lot of these influencer marketing tools companies and influencer marketing agencies, they can tap into this data that they've acquired working on behalf of their clients. And if any of you read The Age of Influence and you looked at that final chapter 
on the role of, or, you know, how AI is going to change influencer marketing. This company that I work with to create that open influence, they already were talking about this back in 2019, that they could predict how campaigns will perform based on all this data that they already have in influencer marketing. This is what any company that really wants to generate a significant ROI from influencer marketing, or if you plan on investing 5%, 10% of your marketing there, you want to acquire a lot of first-party data. Only way to do that is to do more and more work with influencers and properly measure it, right? And then reflect on that measurement and optimize over time. All right, number eight. So in terms of the king or queen, or I don't know what the gender neutral, the top influencer marketing social network or the social network where people spend the most or brands spend the most on influencer marketing has been Instagram. I think we're going to see TikTok rival, if not supersede Instagram for those budgets, simply because TikTok is really booming right now. Uh, The algorithm really rewards great content because that things can go more viral there. There's just less supply for incredible demand. So far, it is the number one most downloaded app of 2022, it shows no signs of slowing down, whereas Meta is showing signs of slowing down. I know that that's primarily Facebook, but um, Instagram, it's sort of hard to say. Uh, I do know that brands and people complain that they don't get the engagement they used to, unless you're on Reels, obviously. But you know, I think brands are going to start to say, well, if I'm doing a real campaign, why can't I do a TikTok campaign? And as more content creators are also on TikTok and some have TikTok as their primary vehicle, uh, these are going to be other things that are just going to drive more and more influencer marketing budget to TikTok to the point where it just might supersede Instagram in 2023. All right. Number nine, affiliate marketing finally becomes recognized as a critical part of influencer marketing. It's funny because we hear more and more people talking about affiliate marketing as partnership marketing. In fact, for those of you that have a memory, uh, it was not too long ago where I had an interview with Matt Wool, who is an author of a book about influencer marketing. This was episode number 265, but this was all about partnership marketing. In fact, the title was, It's Time to Diversify Your Digital Marketing and Invest in Relationships. This was a podcast about influencer marketing. It was talking about uh, influencers uh, that are affiliates, but it's really the same concept. And I hope going forward, that more and more brands see it this way because you should offer, should the influencer be interested, you should offer affiliate marketing as part of everything you talk about because it's only going to provide the influencer more incentive. And when we get to that live shopping that I talked about before, I think this is really going to be critical um, that you're able to offer them that as well. Uh, Obviously, with Amazon, they become an Amazon associate or an Amazon affiliate through that uh, platform. But with TikTok, TikTok shopping, we don't know how it's going to be implemented. Uh, You might have to offer them links, uh, special discount codes to track them or whatever. But I do believe that, you know, we don't talk much about affiliate marketing. We're talking these various terms like partnership marketing, but it really is a part and I would say a critical part of influencer marketing. So if you have an affiliate marketing program, see how you can extend that to your influencer marketing program and vice versa. All right, number 10 employees will begin to be recognized as the new influencers. Now, this is something near and dear to my heart, something that we talked about a lot at the B2B Social Trailblazer Summit. This is especially true in the B2B world, especially of your employees who are subject matter experts. 
these are the people that should be out there digitally on the forefront, but many of them are introverts. They don't want to be on social media. They want to have nothing to do with your employee influencer program. So this is sort of a challenge, something that I want to provide more education about. But even employees for B2C brands that know your product really well, talk about your product in social media. I do believe that employees as a type of internal influencer, as opposed to external influencers, have incredible potential for brands once they can tap into them by looking at them as influencers, not as part of some advocacy program for which the employees really are not interested in or really have no incentive or just don't think anything is in it for them. So I think we're going to be at the dawn of a new era here, an era that really excites me. I've been Man, I've been uh, providing a lot of education, doing a lot of talks about this. Uh, but I think that as companies become more and more mature with their influencer marketing, and as more and more employees use social media, as more and more digital first generations become an overwhelming majority of the American workforce, i.e. millennials and Gen Z, uh, you're going to see more and more of this. And speaking of Gen Z, number 11, diversity, equity, and inclusion will become more important in marketing in general. It already is becoming more important, but we're going to see more talk about it in influencer marketing. Are we giving everybody a chance? Are we representing every color, every gender, every you know, every race, every ethnicity, every, every culture when we are talking about our brand or whether when we're engaging with content creators going forward? And this is something that was talked and I think was really implemented very well at Adobe Max as a conference in Adobe as a company. Uh, I believe that this diversity, equity, inclusion is almost a, this integral part of their brand DNA. And there's not many companies I can say that about, but definitely Adobe. But this is something I think if you haven't thought about, I mean, ideally, you should be thinking about this in your marketing in general, but I do believe you should be thinking about it in your influencer marketing as well. And these are things that are more and more important. The younger the generation, I believe, the more important they are. But I think that these are mainstream activities now. You're not going to be seen as being weird if you champion these causes, because I do believe that mainstream or a majority of social media users are in favor of this as well. And I think if you just look at the numbers of people that are not in the majority in any specific community, especially here in the United States, that is obviously a sizable number of people, of employees, of influencers, and really people in the entire population. So I hope that you'll take that to heart. Number 12, user-generated content will be an integral part of influencer marketing. I've been talking about this for a long time, but it's not about influencers for content amplification. It's also about the incredible content that they create that if you have the contract signed with them where they let you use that content, it can really help scale your efforts and it can help you at every stage of the not just influencer marketing, but digital marketing funnel as well. Finally, number 13, I sort of hinted at this. Maybe this is a summary, but in 2023, we're going to see influencer marketing become a lot more collaborative. And what I mean by this is as influencer marketing becomes more professionalized, brands will start collaborating with influencers to create better campaigns, better long-term programs. This will lead to influencers being able to share their expertise and experience with brands. And in many ways, I believe that this collaborative environment, it's a win-win. It's going to help everyone maximize the value of these business relationships. And I would say at the end, even consumers will end up winning 
because they will see compelling content. They will get to know about compelling brand value. And ultimately, they will buy these products through influencers that will help serve them, deliver value to their lives, and it will help deliver value to the influencers as well as the brands. It is a true win-win-win. I've always said that business can help foster world peace. And I believe in this way, when done right, influencer marketing can do so as well. These are just some of my thoughts as we get close to Thanksgiving here in the United States. We get close to the end of the year. I am certainly thankful for many things. Uh, One of those things, obviously, is you, my listener. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I just feel so invigorated, so invigorated by my recent travels and recent speaking and attending conferences that I have felt zero jet lag today, even though I was on an 11 and a half hour flight from London yesterday that just got, I got home literally last night at like 8 or 9 p.m., but I, I feel great and there is just so much more to do. I feel after attending these conferences and talking to people and talking in general that I've become almost a marketing futurist, that I see things that others just don't see yet unless they are at this extremely mature stage of this digital transformation, which encompasses many things uh, in digital marketing. So maybe I'm a marketing futurist. I don't know. Maybe it's a tagline. Maybe it's something I should put on my profile. I don't know. But I want to talk more about where things are going because I think those that will jump on earlier will get the best results. And I know that it's an iterative process. You might listen to this once. It might not sink in. But hopefully, you're going to hear these themes throughout, well, 2023 and beyond. And hopefully over time, they will sink in as with every episode that you listen to. And it'll help you get your own ROI one episode at a time, which really is my brand promise for this podcast. So thank you. I hope that if you're interested in my influencer marketing strategy cohort, once again, neilshafer.com slash maven1, the number one. And I do hope to do more of these cohorts, these Really, you know, one, two, three-week programs where I just help you get from point A to point B with a lot of hand-holding, a lot of education, and in a collaborative environment where you get to work together with fellow professionals that are facing similar issues that we can all learn from each other and support each other and hold each other accountable. That is the power of cohort-based education that I'm really proud to uh, finally start doing And I hope to see all of you on the other side. All right, everybody, that's it for another episode. I want to remind you to keep your eye on the goal and remember to always be an option. Remember that analogy of that throw-in in in soccer or football. If you're uh, not in the United States, uh, you want to be moving around. You always want to show up so that the person throwing the ball in can throw it to you and you can keep the ball going towards that goal. I think it's a beautiful analogy for a lot of things in life for your customers, for your employees, for your fans, for your family. Be that option. Be there. Provide what people are looking for in the broadest of sense. And on that note, that ends another episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. This is your digital marketing coach, Neil Schaefer, signing off. You've been listening to Your Digital Marketing Coach. Questions, comments, requests? Links? Go to podcast.neilshafer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes at neilshafer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business.
While you're there, check out Neil's digital first group coaching membership community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.